G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yes, and it is time for Movie of the Week. Now, last week, we ventured into the Wild West with Unforgiven. Today, we're in the jungles of Southeast Asia with Ben Stiller's Tropic Thunder. It's me, Tug! It's me, Tug. That's right! Now, Tug who? Tug who? I don't know. Who are you? Me? I know who I am! I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude! What? You a dude that don't know what duty he is. <laughs> or are you a dude who has no idea what duty he is and claims to know what duty he is? I know what duty I am. Yes, and we bring in Liam Alexander. Liam, how you doing, man? Morning, guys. How you going? Liam, we're going good. Now, I'm going to start with the question, which probably mm. would normally be the very last question before we tip in the break, because the next break is going to be movie, movies or scenes that could be made in 2022. Could this movie be made in 2022? <laughs> Oh, I definitely don't think it could be made. I don't even think it could have been made five years after it came out in 2008. I think it, it's like it pushed the boundaries then and certainly now in in the landscape we live in, I don't, it, yeah, there's no chance it could have been made, I reckon. The, I mean, the, the Robert Downey Jr. one, but I'll tell you, the one, uh, you know, that instance. But the one that I reckon is much worse, and that was Ben Stiller's character, Simple Jack. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the whole the, and that becomes like the third act of the movie. He needs to reprise that character for the the villagers because that's the only movie they've ever seen. And I reckon for sure that's probably the more um, problematic aspect of the movie. I reckon. Uh, Liam, for people that haven't seen it, uh, the plot. <laughs> yeah, so the the movie follows a group of um, prima donna actors making a Vietnam War film. Their director Steve Coogan is sort of frustrated with their performances and how fake it's feeling. So he, he decides to drop them in the middle of the jungle to try to get some authenticity in their in their performances. Things go wrong very quickly, though, after Coogan steps on a landmine. And now they're basically forced to rely on their acting skills in order to um, survive the real danger, basically. Is, was it a Robert Downey Jr.? He's so well-respected now across the board yeah. in regards to all of his performances. But has this been something that people try to bring up to, I guess, cancel him now, even though he's now one of the biggest superstars in the world? Yeah, I think I will. There was a Joe Rogan interview with um, Downey Jr. maybe last year, and Joe Rogan tries to bring it up a couple of times, and Downey sort of keeps shutting him down because he doesn't even want to address it. But he didn't seem too concerned about it. He said at the time... He had his own reservations about doing it, but he really liked the script. And it, it's sort of commenting on actors willing to do that. It's not really, it's not doing it in a bad way, I don't think. I think, but yeah, I, I definitely think RDJ, he doesn't really want to talk about it uh, anytime these days. Any, Ben, Liam, uh, quirky things in the making of this film? Well, just, just on the character Robert Downey Jr. plays, Kirk Lazarus, he based it on three actors, he said, uh, Russell Crowe, Daniel Day-Lewis, with a little bit of Colin Farrell. That's a, so that's there a you go. potent mix. That's a... Yeah, the method, the method trilogy there. The guys like, um, but apparently Paramount, at the end of it, um, you know, we're talking about, obviously, that, that character and being controversial and stuff. Paramount, the movie company, actually put Downey forward for a, a best actor. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, he was, yeah. Um, 
to show you how much times have changed, Downey Jr. was actually nominated for an Academy Award that year for this movie. He lost to um to Heath Ledger, but Downey was like the Academy nominated him for for this movie. But there was controversy as well. Sorry, Webby, yeah. Sarah Silverstone about Tom Cruise's character too, Liam. Wasn't is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think well, Cruise's character. It's funny how he didn't actually exist when the movie was written, but uh, Ben Stiller wanted him to play the Matthew McConaughey role, which was the agent. And Cruise said, "Well, where's the studio head?" So he came up with that character, said he wanted fat hands and was going to dance. But I think Sarah still, yeah, I think I think she said there might have been some uh, anti-Semitism in there somewhere. Yeah, I didn't, it, I didn't read too much into that. But is it maybe because it cuts a yeah. little too close to the bone, right? Okay, I th- yeah, studio I heads. So. Uh, maybe just yeah. a little too close. It, was, it was must have been risque for uh, Robert Downey Jr. because it was a it's, so. Oh eight was sort of his rebirth, wasn't it? I think yeah. Iron Man was yeah, the first Iron Man year, was the so, big one, the comeback. Yeah, how, how was it received, Liam? Yeah, at the time, it was actually received really well for a comedy. Um, our man, Roger Ebert, gave it three and a half out of four. He said it was he was like crying with laughter throughout it. But then other, <laughs> pe- other critics obviously said, um, uh, one in particular said it was watch- watching Tropic Thunder is like getting mugged by a clown. <laughs> so, Sorry, yeah, that. I think is that a bad thing? Oh, yeah, hilarious. I don't know. Depends right. on the clown. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, how'd it go? Make a decent profit? Yeah, well, for a comedy as well, the budget was like it's a really well. Ben Stiller directed it. It was made for ninety-two million, which, uh, like today, you would never be able to get a comedy made for that amount of money. And it grossed about two hundred million, so it doubled its money. But it's a big budget. It's a big budget comedy movie. I'd assume also it had quite like long-lasting legs in regards to people rewatching it, streaming, buying DVDs, all that kind of stuff. Oh, hundred percent. I feel like it, it, I think if you ask people these days, what are some of the best comedies? I think in the in terms of modern comedies as well, I think there's that upper echelon with Hangover, and I think I think Tropic Thunder sort of sits up there as well. I think a lot of people love this movie. I think. The cast, so Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, Tom Cruise, Steve Coogan. I love Steve Coogan, by the way. Mm. Nick Nolte's in it, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Matthew McConaughey. It just goes on and on. Guys, where do we sit on Jack Black? Oh, <laughs> old stuff good, not so much new stuff. Mm. I've never yeah. been. I, I don't yeah, find him yeah. funny. I can, I can copy him sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. So School of Rock, loved him in yeah, School of Rock. Yeah, I loved him in School of Rock. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. a great movie. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if too too much Jack Black and it's what about King Kong? Got that stuff oh, that movie? Nah. Bludger. Oh, it was a, just a huge God. turd, the unflushable turd. <laughs> well, the Liam ape wasn't very good in it either. Nah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, Liam, Jack Black. Oh, I find him pretty good. I same as you guys. School of Rock. I think that's one of his best because he's very earnest in that movie. I think when he goes a bit too far, it can become a bit overbearing. I think he's pretty good in this movie. He plays the, his character is like in a mid spiral because he has huge cocaine withdrawals. Yeah, he, he has some pretty good face acting in this movie. I think it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told. Uh, I was told. Uh, ben, ben Stiller, guys, but like Ben Stiller, some of his early stuff is pretty awesome. But mm. I, I love Ben Stiller. I find every single thing he touches is is like. The stuff he does behind the scenes, directing, producing, is really smart choices. Like, 
Liam yeah. and I have been discussing his new series that he doesn't star in. But Severance. Severance. Incredible. It's really, it's a good, really good Apple, yeah. And it's a great, like, the concept is so unique yeah. and also yeah. such a commentary on things we're all dealing with as, like, your work and real life and what's what's the where yeah. do you blur the line? It's incredible. And it's a really odd choice to make. Like, it's yeah. so, so strange. But it's, Ben Stiller is sort of leading the charge. I love, his old, actually... I love his old man, too. Yeah. His old man was in Seinfeld, yeah. Jerry's... <laughs> Jerry's father. That was one of the greatest pieces of casting, I reckon, in television yeah. history. That was, yeah. The mother was pretty good at it. Too. Oh, she yeah. was good. Oh, yeah. And his, and his oh, performance. Stanzas, sorry, though. Yeah. And Jerry Stiller in Zoolander is yes. all the time. Georgie, what are you doing? I leave you for two minutes, and suddenly you're treating yourself like an amusement park. Um, did every, Liam, did everyone get on on this film? Because, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, not big egos, but big, big characters. From what I understand, I, I, they, everyone, there were no dramas, but I think Ben Stiller, even though it's a comedy, he's a very, and we're just talking about Severance, he's a very serious filmmaker, and I think a lot of the actors on set were surprised about how seriously he takes his job as a director. So, like, there were instances where Jack Black thought he was being, being very uh, dictatorial on set, and if they were making jokes about that. But that, that happens. I think they, I think... Yeah, for such a big cast, they got along pretty well, I think. We, um, Benny, before we did that, it reminded me, we, myself and Joey once were asked to go to the set of, uh, of a very, of a TV show of which the host is meant to be a really fun guy. And I turned up there and he wasn't a fun guy. There was lots of yelling going on. And uh, yeah, what I could, show is I, this? I could guess. No, no. I could, I'm <laughs> not going to say. Let's but just I could guess. let's just <laughs> let's just leave it alone, okay? Uh, do the shapes. Just just on what Liam was saying with um, Stiller being a dictator and you know being very um, serious with filmmaking. <laughs> there is there is a great little fact here that you know how Platoon or any any movie where they're military they have to go into a boot camp. Oh yeah. You know, mm. So apparently, instead of doing, they said, "Oh, you have to do an intensive two-day boot camp, how to carry guns." Stiller said, "No, we're not going to do that," and just took everyone out for dinner instead. That's cool. That's all he did. I love that. Well, that that was how the original idea. So Ben Stiller came up with the idea for this movie while he was working on Empire of the Sun, which is a Spielberg movie in the eighties, mm. and he thought the whole idea that actors had to go to this boot camp to prepare or simulate real life war scenarios he thought it was actually pretty absurd because being an actor in a war film was like nothing like being a real soldier in war so that that idea actually sparked the idea for the movie uh liam guys everyone joining do you think tom cruise did this help <laughs> the tom cruise resurgence after the the, the train wreck of the uh, oprah interview when he was jumping up and down on the on the lounge I reckon for sure, because it proved that he didn't take himself too seriously either. Like, you can tell he's just having a ball making this movie. He's, he's probably the highlight of the movie for me. His character, Les Grossman, <laughs> had some of the funniest scenes in the movie. And I reckon publicly, I reckon that, that definitely came across just as well. Just going to jot that down. Yeah. Is this Self-deprecation, because I take myself very seriously. <laughs> Is this, was this pre or post Peter Overton interview? Oh, that was uh, yeah, post. Yeah, post. Remember mm. that? Put your manners in, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Liam, uh, A plus to oh no no yeah. that's that's sound advice. Uh, out of a hundred scale. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a ninety. Choppy Thunder. I reckon it's one of the great comedies 
Same. I, I thought so too. 90. Mate, 99. Seriously. It can't get much better. How good. Beak's seen this one. This is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 90. I, I love it. It's, got, it's really hard to pick out a, uh, a scene from this movie to play at the start because mm. there's a lot of language. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I, I sort of hold myself to higher standards. I'll go to 71. <laughs> uh, we'll take a uh, break. Uh, we're gonna, after this, we're going to do five to one movies. All scenes that couldn't be made in 2022. And a little bit later, we've got Sound Advice, of which we've got The Angels' debut album, Face to Face. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.